Welcome back to the CSF, also known as Campus Sustainability Funds podcast. My name is Fatima Ibrahim, and I am the Outreach Coordinator for the Campus Sustainability Fund. After a long hiatus, our podcasts are back. For those who may not know, the CSF is a student-run and student-funded grant entity that supports student-led sustainability projects on campus. In our podcast, we highlight highlight these projects and create a space for conversations around sustainability and environmentalism. Today, we have a very special guest, the wonderful UW Sustainability Director, Claudia Ferrer-Anderson. Claudia's background is very cool. She actually started her career in the financial service industry prior to working in the nonprofit slash social entrepreneurship sector in San Francisco Bay Area. She has an MBA in corporate social responsibility from Nottingham University Business School in the United Kingdom, where she actually led an important environmental engagement project Claudia volunteered with various um, nonprofit organizations and served as a a board advisor for the Seattle Net Impact Professional Chapter before her entrance to the UW campus. Claudia joined the University of Washington in 2009 and she has led huge sustainability efforts since then, working as a pioneer of sustainability as she has played a, a huge role in the growth of UW sustainability from a small office to expanding the department with, with staff and student members. She was an important uh, member and instrumental in funding the founding the development of the Campus Sustainability Fund and the Green Seed Fund. She has worked tremendously to support Washington and Oregon Higher Education uh, Sustainability Conference, also known as OHUSC, and other national conferences such as AISHI. She has worked to build programs and relationships across the UW campuses, develop the university sustainability reporting, and improve its standing and increased the focus on equity and social justice and sustainability. She has served UW students, faculty, and staff as a mentor, lecturer, resource, and advisor for over a decade. The conversation we will have today will inform you of the variety of sustainability professionalism that exists both in the United States as well as in the world and highlight the success of a woman of color in the space of sustainability. We will also do a, a deep dive into the University of Washington's history and sustainability and its advancements in sustainability and the critical role Claudia played in it. Personally for me, having her expertise and a warm welcome in the office has been a huge part of my transformation, growth and success at the Campus Sustainability Fund over the years. All right. Uh, Hi, Claudia, welcome to the podcast. I would love to welcome you to introduce yourself and maybe share a fun fact about yourself. Good afternoon. Thank you, Fatima, for inviting me, and I'm uh, very happy to be here. I'm Claudia Fair Anderson, and I'm currently the UW Sustainability Director. I started in 2009 um, when the university uh, submitted a climate action plan and have been in the office since, um, and it's been a wonderful journey. Um, Let's see, a fun fact I would probably share that may or may not be known by others is um, I am a amateur musician and I like to uh, try try to play instruments. Um, I currently have a few guitars that I look at from time to time and sometimes I pick them up, um, but I, I enjoy music a lot. So I, I really want to learn more um, in a formal setting. Well, I had no idea. Many <laughs> don't know that you were a musician. You would, we're definitely going to have to ask you to play some for us. Oh, goodness. I, I don't. <laughs> if you feel comfortable yeah. maybe in the future if you become a musician and go yeah. 180 with your career path um, yeah. more lessons I'll need more lessons <laughs> yeah definitely and so kind of starting off this conversation I would love to get your definition of sustainability and how maybe even if and how your definition has evolved throughout the years of you engaging at the UW or just engaging with sustainability in general Oh gosh, that is that is a wonderful question, and and I'll try. I'll do my best to um, kind of give a personal perspective on what I define sustainability. So I have seen sustainability evolve. Um, so before I even became involved with the work of quote unquote sustainability, I have always uh, had interest in development. Um, I was born in the Philippines, um, so I moved to the United States as a young child, and I um, have understood our resources, environment, um, and how you know people interact with it, and 
and livelihoods and well-being are so uh, connected to to our environment. So my my viewpoint about sustainability comes from um, really looking at people first and how they are impacted by by their surroundings. When I became more um, in, interested and involved with sustainability work, I, I think that has continued in my um, perspectives. And I I would say I see sustainability from a social responsibility lens, um, mm-hmm. from do do good to people, do good to our environment, um, and not to um, take more, you know, than what we need. So be that responsibility uh, for for what we have. So um, I've learned, um, I certainly have learned that there are various perspectives on sustainability, even when you look at the environmental discipline. Um, there's a lot of crossover and, and it's multiple, it's multiple perspectives really. There is not one that is the only definition of sustainability. It's it's cross-disciplinary. And it, it really to me has always centered around the social aspect of sustainability. And I think that's that's where I always really came from doing the work and, and that's where I see more. Um, continued growth for sustainability in that regard. Yeah, definitely. I definitely didn't really have that personal social understanding of sustainability coming into it. So learning from you and everybody else in the office throughout the years has helped me really position myself too. Um, And so you kind of mentioned about your upbringing really having putting a perspective in your understanding of social responsibility and the ways in which the environment has a huge impact on uh, the livelihood of communities. But I would like to know, how did you find yourself in the space of sustainability work and why you entered initially? Yeah, that is, um, that's a, that's a fun uh, background story. So I, I became involved in sustainability work through um, working with nonprofits um, and really looking at how to engage with the community. Um, so before I came to the University of Washington, I worked for a nonprofit and we worked with companies um, who actually um, provided workplace volunteer programs. And so their employees would um, volunteer with community um, organizations. Um, some of them had partnerships at a national level and so um, one of them was the, um, it's been over a decade, so you'll have to forgive my memory, the um, court appointed special advocates. So these, this is a national nonprofit that has, um, what they do is they help children in foster care um, receive um, support through, you know, uh, counselors and advice for, for young children who have to go through the court system, which uh, is fairly scary and complicated. So. Their, their mission was to make sure that there were people who actually cared and um, there was training involved. You know, people were of course vetted appropriately as they were working with young children. So th- that's just an example of the type of um, community involvement that these companies that we worked with um, provided just to create that social connection, right? Mm-hmm. So, um, and then when I uh, moved to Washington, uh, there was an opportunity for the sustainability office when it was first established mm-hmm. after the climate action, at the time the climate action plan was being developed and, and put together with different campus stakeholders and they needed a program manager. So I applied um, with my background in program management and social responsibility work. Um, it was a really, I think, uh, opportune moment where I was at the right place at the right time and have been feeling very fortunate since to um, to really work with, you know, the people that were there at the beginning along with the Campus Sustainability Fund at the start um, to to build the, the, the office and really um, establish a program that is supporting the university's goals. So that's a long-winded answer to how I got involved in the work. Mm, yeah, no, definitely. <laughs> and, you know, since you're over a decade of your life here in the UW, so and working with the UW and having being such an important part of sustainability movements, what does it mean to be a woman of color in this 
highly white and heteronormative male dominant space that is that UW professionalism. What are the challenges that you faced as well as the rewards with having that experience as a woman of color in this space? Yeah, oh gosh. I would say, I think the only challenge really, you know, I, I've also I've also learned a lot from other women um, in, in higher ed. So that, that mentorship actually has been a great uh, kind of ground for me to, to begin when I started my journey at UW, um, having worked with um, really wonderful women who were my bosses, who provided that, you know, kind of the guidance and also, you know, you observe any leader really, you observe leadership from a perspective of how, how is the interaction with others? Is, how are they respected or are they respected? And you really see that kind of permeate in how people, you know, interact, you know, are they, do they connect? Are they, do they know everyone? Um, you know, that type of um, model. So I, I was, I started from there. Um, and I would say the only challenge I've had is that, you know, yeah, being a, being a woman of color within a leadership role, um, you, you learn to use your voice, actually. I would say it's not a challenge as it is more of a very, um, it's more, that's why to me, I think mentorship is so valuable, right? Um, you really learn to use your voice. And the only thing that I had a challenge with at the beginning is speaking up right? You, you do that, but then you are, when you, if you're not speaking up, you're, you, you won't, you won't know um, what, what is possible. And so that actually has, I would say that's been my challenge, but that was more of my personal growth, Mm -hmm. um, which I have been um, practicing, you know, I would say (laughs) many, many years and then became comfortable, became very comfortable speaking. Um, as a matter of fact, I now, whereas before when I would present in front of more than say five people, I would get, my, my heart would beat so fast. I would lose everything I memorized. And then now I, I enjoy it. I'm like, okay, I want to talk. I want to talk. Um, and it's become, it's become like almost like, you know, second nature. So um, but to answer your question, I think that that's the muscle. So I, I learned to use that muscle a lot. Um, and so, and it was never, you know, I'll be honest, not everything's perfect. Sometimes I said things that, that just kind of didn't, is not what I meant. Um, but I think I feel, I feel really fortunate. I mean, we're in a, we're in a university that is very open to, a lot of different perspectives. And in my role as an advocate in sustainability and having to be a champion and being at the table and saying, well, what are we doing about this? And can we do it different? And, and also learning that not everyone's going to agree or like with what you say is okay. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Um, You know, so that's, that's a lot of, I think that is a lot of self-expectation that we should all explore. Um, and so it really, it really should um, be, should depend if you're coming from a right place and you're communicating really to, from a point to create a mutual understanding, um, then it's okay. So that's, you know, that's experience. You, you have to try out your courage. Um, definitely has been a good thing for me in terms of my, my development professionally. Mm-hmm. I would say because of that, because of the difference and because I would, I am one of, of many women or, or a few women, however you want to see it, it's, it creates a pretty unique place mm-hmm. and it's, it can feel, it can feel a little intimidating sometimes when you're the only person and only woman or only woman of color, um, mm-hmm. in a, in a group. Um, mm-hmm. but I actually feel like that's given me a lot more confidence over time. I think that's a really great way of putting it because, you know, with that expectation of silencing that, you know, many women of color or just marginalized communities face, that resilience that you were able to um, experience kind of made, paved the way to that confidence and that space of um, comfortability and community. Because personally, from my experience, having you in the office as a woman of color, 
you create such a vastly different environment versus many other people who are from coming from very, you know, male dominant white, white spaces where it's just so, it can be very cold at times, whereas like it's with you, it's the complete opposite. It's always just really, really, really warm and very welcoming, which makes it easier for people like myself to really speak and feel validated and feel like I can say what I want and have my voice heard. So I think that's also a part of that um, reward and which ultimately is connected to the challenge. Thank you for, for, for mentioning that. I appreciate that. And I, I really, um, it, it warms my heart to think that that's uh, the effect um, that I've had. And I, I no, really, yes. uh, truly, yeah. it truly has. Thank you. Um, yeah, and moving on, uh, I don't know how related this is, but to move on to a bit more, uh, I guess, more negative aspect of, of this work. Um, mm -hmm. It doesn't have to be negative, it can be motivating too. What yeah. is your positionality in this time of extreme climate catastrophe and climate change within, like what is your positionality in this time and how do you, how do you view these events and outcomes as you um, approach your work in the context of sustainability? So I guess, um, yeah, what do you think? I, boy, I mean, with, with our current climate um, emergency, my, I would say that, so my positionality being a director of a sustainability office, I am more vocal and also feeling even more responsibility to work with other people to, to get them to actually be in the same place I am. So I'm, I'm, I'm like thinking about how can we do even more like right now? Let's not plan another five years. What are we doing today? Mm, yeah. So I, I guess my, the positionality that I have being in this responsibility, I'm feeling extra, extra, like I need to run a lot faster <laughs> because of, and also the, um, I think, I, I, I know even within the university, there's a lot of concern about what's happening with the climate our current fires, um, just, you know, we're in a perilous time. Um, and the recent IPCC report, um, it's just validating of how much we have to do. And so I, I am more, um, I, and that, I think this is what I've always felt, which is let's, let's do something now. We, we really don't, we can't, you know, we can't just think like, let's, let's think about it in six months or, you know, this, this season is gonna be this. That doesn't happen that way. A lot of things that we like to do and our awareness and our outreach, we can't wait, we, we keep doing it. And so I, I also think me coming from, and you know, my, my, pers my personal connections that I've just mentioned, um, it has been dire for a long time, like just right now, you know? So um, I've been, um, really trying to do as much as I can with my role, but also on a, you know, when I'm not at work, I try to do what I can to help other communities that, that don't necessarily have a voice, you know, so what can I do in my own, in my own, literally where I live, um, in order to get people to care. So, yeah. um, and, and, and with that, I'm, I'm looking for organizations to join so that I can help. Mm -hmm. So I, I'm not feeling as um, frustrated um, also. Mm -hmm. So, um, and, and I think these are conversations that I like having and, you know, if we can share it with other people um, mm -hmm. to, to, you know, maybe encourage more um, hard conversations, you know, what are we doing and, and who are we not, you know, talking to right now? I think that is, is where I've, I've been, um, really coming from. Mm -hmm. um, so it's hard to separate my, my professional and personal <laughs> to me. It's all one, <laughs> yeah. all one. No, yeah, definitely. Especially when you're leading work from a place of kind of personal passion and responsibility. Yeah. That's a really, really common practice in the sustain, as you have talked about, as we talked about before, and you mentioned before how draining this can be, 
to follow up to this question, what in what ways do you practice your environmentalism that is in in I guess in harmony with your mental health? So, mm-hmm. and if not, like what ways are you taking care of yourself in these in this decade or ten plus years of work that you've been doing to keep hope and to keep resilience? Yeah. Um... Love that one. So I've learned recently in the past couple of years, um, growing food. I'm an amateur. I'm not at all, you know, having worked here at the university and meeting the faculty and just people who know how to grow their food like that. That's something that I've personally had had a lot of. um, So that relaxes me. So when I'm out there, like, you know, planting or just, you know, I, um, I, um, my compost batch was, um, I used my compost just on Sunday and, um, you know, being that kind of takes me away from some of the things that I feel mm-hmm. are pretty big deals, you know, and I have to work in teams and projects and timelines <laughs> when I can right. like grab my compost and put it, you know, put it around. I feel pretty good. I feel pretty right. darn good. So I also try to be, I try to do that with my, just even hanging out with my family. Not everyone in my family is, um, although my, my, one of my siblings is getting pretty good. She's actually made her whole front yard a rain garden. So um, we've got competition. Um, So, (laughs) but I, so (laughs) the well-being aspect has definitely been related to um, also being, having been home more with the pandemic, I've been able to cultivate Mm -hmm. and grow stuff. And actually just will um, we'll hang out and do that. Um, I could stay outside all day and just plant and, you know, um, I'd love to be a gardener, <laughs> do that all day. <laughs> no, you are. So. You are a gardener. That's awesome. Yeah. 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 I, and I think that's a really wonderful way of kind of giving back to the land. Um, also doing your part of, you know, it's a very natural form of environmentalism, a very human yeah. Um, appropriate form of environmentalism where you're not coming from a place of depletion and sadness and all these numbers of fires and uh, catastrophes. You're just kind of doing what's naturally is in harmony with your body where you're supposed to be with on the earth planting. Yes. Yes. So that's a really beautiful yeah. response. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. I didn't think about it that way, but that's exactly, you know, the feeling, the physical feeling of being with, um, you know, being around um, planting and working in in soil, um, Mm -hmm. eating what you've grown and cultivating and care about, you know, I care about, you know, I plant something, I'll look at it every day and just, you know, get excited when I see something grow. So, yeah. And it's like wonderful for the surrounding environments that you have to like, wherever you live, you know, it's good for for you. That's yes. awesome. Yeah. And I truly resonate with that uh, frustration of being like, everybody else has, you know, everyone in the office has a, some form of, um, you know, experience with gardening and planting and all these other forms of like environmentalist practices that have been very much so dominated by Western white culture and mm-hmm. like feeling like I don't have the space to do that. And so- right. Right. Since I'm a college student, I actually move, moving into this apartment. I've actually asked the landlord because they have a little area outside of the apartment that's mm-hmm. like fenced up. And I was like, can I put a garden bed up there? And they were like, sure. So <laughs> I'm very happy that I have access to some kind of land now that I can start planning for next spring to like try, start doing what I can to yeah. also become an amateur gardener. That's like great. Yourself. Yeah, that's great. Yeah, learning. I'm learning so much. Learning so yeah. much. So much more to learn, too. Yeah, so much hope in that statement. <laughs> um, yeah, and uh, can, so kind of moving on now uh, to more of like the CSF, UW Sustainability, and your work at the UW campus. Could you provide us a historical, a brief historical context of the formation of the UW Sustainability, as well as the CSF? I know you said that you came... Sure the UW, right, as when the UW Sustainability Office started. But yeah. when I when I talk to people outside of our program, people get really confused about what is CSF, what is UW Sustainability, how are they different? So if you can yeah. also talk, talk about how they work in harmony with each other as well as apart, 
and why they're yes. so important to be there. Like, what's the what's our role? Why do we exist? And why are we here? Yeah. Okay. I'll, all right. Let me the three parter. Okay. So, um, yes. kind of from the yeah the the beginnings of the both organizations. So, um, the university's um, office was um, established technically in two thousand and eight. And so that was when it was um, formally, you know, yes, there's going to be a program, there's an office, we need to hire somebody. And then 2009, um, they interviewed, um, they recruited, I applied, got the job. Um, that was also in that fall quarter, that was when this uh, climate action plan was um, submitted to the American College University President's Climate Commitment. And so this sort of developmental kind of, you know, the office was established, there was a plan being created that was under a, um, the finance and facilities organization. So I reported to um, a wonderful leader named Ruth Johnston, who um, helped to really create kind of the catalyze basically the platform for the sustainability office to start a business diversity program to um, become part of this her group, um, and then a um, strategic consulting group as the third part, which is to work across the university. So we were actually part of a larger department um, at the very, very start. Um, but in order to um, get going, you know, they, they hired the, the position. I was actually, it was me, um, I was hired, and then two students were the office staff at that time. Um, so two undergrad students um, and then a halftime project manager were there to, to start kind of putting the pieces together, if you will, of an office, a program, website, communications, the reporting. A lot of my job was on that, kind of trying to figure out where things were happening um, and then raising awareness, um, creating relationships, um, having an administrative place. Um, basically for anyone on campus to be able to say, hey, I want to learn about what we're doing, you know, or if I were a faculty member and I really wanted to know what the university was doing on climate, there was a way for me to actually submit my ideas to. And at that, within that time, um, it was really interesting because I, um, I started in April, two weeks before Earth Day, and my prior experience did not involve higher education. And so it was really an eye-opener for me to have one of my first few weeks uh, be on, out there on Red Square, you know, or actually it was over by the hub, near mm -hmm. the hub lawn. And there was an Earth Day banner and there are so many student groups out there. And, um, and that year in 2009, um, students were actually already, they've already started petitioning um, and getting signature from other students to create a, a green fee, a green fund. So, mm -hmm. um, and I thought, well, that's interesting. Okay, you know, I, I was in my new job, was thinking, oh, okay, good for you students, all right. And then it just, you know, the, the, when initiatives have similarities at the university, mm -hmm. they tend to join up. Okay. Yeah, so um, we, Anyway, we met with the students a couple of times and then they, they were just really um, super good. They were just great at getting a lot of excitement and support. And so they needed a place to start. <laughs> so they, they chose our office because we were, we were the sustainability office. Mm -hmm. So there was like, instead of going to another department or um, somewhere within student life, they, they wanted to be part of, you know, they thought that the sustainability office made sense to mm -hmm. actually begin and have like start the campus sustainability fund. Mm -hmm. So, so that is how we became part of this. Um, that's how we became to got together um, was that they, the, the students who put the, the funding together and got the um, approval and, and support of ASU Dub and GPSS um, really just said, hey, the university already established an office, so we want, we want to be a part of that. And so the Campus Sustainability Fund really was kind of the student, you know, the student role with the sustainability, moving the sustainability movement even more. And I, I would say that my, the other learning I think here, you know, I added one um, that I'll get to later too, is um, 
that energy has been a lot of how things have happened at the university is just the interest and the energy that students bring is, is so invaluable. Um, so the, the Campus Sustainability Fund, I would say it's really a grant making entity. You know, it, it provides financial resources to students who are wanting to make a difference. You know, they want to make change. Um, and so the mission I think that the CSF has is really making that happen. Um, also being really good about inclusion and, and just creating even more inclusivity um, you know, with the resilience grant programs, um, expanding the committee um, and really looking at um, DEI and anti-racism as a core part of even project reviews has been, has been a really awesome evolution to see from where I've been sitting, right? When CSF was just, you know, a halftime coordinator and a quarter time outreach coordinator, that was it. I mean, they were like us, they were like, you know, yeah, it was, it was at that very early stage of just getting going. If you were to explain today, you know, the relationship with sustainability office and the campus sustainability fund, I would say it's, it's a partnership. Um, before it was a, you know, the sustainability office was an administrative home. It was like a, a place where we had office space, you know, we had budget, you know, kind of starting up a budget so that you can start doing grants. Um, we, we acted more as a, as like a backstop, you know, kind of like a basketball hoop, you kind of shoot, you know, we're kind of that board. We're just there. <laughs> we just stay there kind of stationary and where, where the campus sustainability fund, you know, every year there's a new cycle of funding and there's new projects and there's new, um, engagements. So, but now I think it's more of a, um, there's, there's equal kind of substantial programs, right? That, that both, you know, the CSF could potentially be, if it's really student serving, right? And so I would say that's always been a constant, um, mm -hmm. constant focus where a sustainability office has been a, a more general office. It's available for students, available for faculty, available for staff. We do a lot mm -hmm. of administrative project management um, yeah. you know, facilitating, you know, our dashboard data communications, um, mm -hmm. you know, creating relationships, um, making sure that we're not, um, leaving anyone out, you know, trying to coordinate, doing a lot more coordinating. So I think in the future, I would say it could be, I, I could see an integration. I could see both, you know, I could see the sustainability office and Campus Sustainability Fund actually being more connected versus mm -hmm. just a CSF is just doing grants, but maybe it's some, doing some other stuff within mm -hmm. that's also um, hasn't been done. And then that takes on that, that, mm -hmm. that um, responsibility. So yeah, there's a lot of, there's a lot of, I think opportunities too, as we see more resilience and, and, especially where we're having to create a lot more short-term planning because of, you know, with our pandemic, we don't really know what next year is going to look like. You know, there's some opportunities there to, to be innovative. So. Mm -hmm. Oh yeah. Yeah, definitely. Even though we're not bureaucratically like together, we're very mm -hmm. much so there in spirit working together. And yeah, till this day, till this day sharing an office. And so I think that's where people get confused because we're in the same yeah. office. Yeah, it's, yeah. it's so interesting how without the help of you know, sustainability, the CSF wouldn't have been as successful as today is, is established. And especially because, you know, with, with uh, the people at the office from the UW Sustainability Office and as you, you yourself has been really helpful from what I know and what I've seen and experienced in our constant longevity, I guess, at this point. Thank, so thank you. I, can I give a shout out to others too? So um, with, yeah. with staff and the sustainability office, the team, the current team, as well as prior team members, yes. they, all, they all have been part of the CSF. I would say every staff person that has worked in the sustainability office 
has kind of been a, a square on the tapestry, you know, the CSF. Yeah. Like that we've always all shared kind of uh, really been mentors um, because mm-hmm. we didn't, we didn't have direct management except, you know, I have the only um, management role I have is with our, uh, with campus sustainability fund, because I'm, you know, the department, <laughs> department head, but every staff person has been an, an advisor or a mentor um, with the CSF. So um, they get, they get a lot of props. Everyone gets yeah. a lot of props on the team. Mm-hmm. Yes, yeah. I agree. Thank you guys. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. It's uh, kind of speak, you mentioned a lot about like the important things that you learned throughout the years. I guess I'm inviting you to kind of tell us more about that, more about some other important lessons and takeaways that you've gained through the decade or decade plus more years of your work at, at the UW uh, campus. Yes, I, that, was, that was the one question that I like thinking about. Um, it, it's been a really fun conversation, but it made me think, it made me think hard about what, what is it that if someone were to have told me the, the day I started, what would have been really interesting, good to know at that time. So, um, and I, I wrote down four, four kind of takeaways that I want to share. Um, so the first is to, to be an explorer, always be an explorer within the university because there is always something new. There is always something new. When you think that you know the university and you think you know who's doing what, I would say, I would challenge that and say, keep your eyes open. And it's, it's a complex place and there's new initiatives happening, I would say, um, on a regular basis. So that you'll, you're never in one place, even though you think, oh, I got, you know, this is what it's gonna be. Um, so I would say, be an explorer when you're at the university because it's really, it's really quite fascinating. The second thing I'd say is remember, remember community building. You know, maybe I'm talking to you, Fatima, and your role within the Campus Sustainability Fund. You know, I would say this with anyone within, within the university, whether you be um, looking for support or as a student or a staff person or worker, is to be yourself and then build your community. I think it's important to have community. It's a, it's a, a very, it, it could become kind of overwhelming um, to think of it like, how are you gonna get everything done? The university is a big place, um, yeah. but having, having that, that community is good because it also allows you to get energy from other people and to kind of help, you know, have that, that structure so that your work is also known by other people you're not the only one doing it, you know? So, so that's one, one um, takeaway I, I have. I, I've learned that because I've, I've seen the, the amount of people I've worked with over the years at, at the university and they've become a community. Um, so they're my community. Like I, I know, you know, um, who I can go to when I, I need to, to talk about some, a certain thing. Um, I also think that one, one, important um, thing that's taught me a lot is um, thinking about relationship to other people. Um, So what I mean by that is um, I used to think, especially in the beginning when I was, you know, first year or two in the office, I was thinking like, okay, build the program. You must, you know, I had this sort of mentality that was about, you know, let's, let's get everything communicated and they will come. That was kind of the, the, the mindset. And um, not not long long into the um, into the role, I realized it's not really it. That's not it. It's about kind of listening about to what people are already doing. Um, so <laughs> I kind of real quickly learned like let's figure out what's already doing and then incorporating that together. So it's like instead of go, instead of adding something else to someone's plate, actually kind of sew it together and make it join together. So I would say, don't think about one, you're, you know, don't be so focused on your one thing that you're not seeing the relationship to the other, to the other pieces. And, and I think that's, you know, 
at the nature of higher education because of it's it's pretty complicated and um, decentralized. So, um, and also really great to see other ideas that that form um, that you may not have thought about. You know, like oh, I didn't think about that. Like this this division's already doing it. Why are we doing it over? Um, so I, it's it's good to to just think about what it is and the relationship of the of the actions. And the last thing is, I kind of said this before, is to let people know what you're doing because then they can help. If you let other people know what you're working on, they can help or share information with someone else. So I, I, and I think that came to me because I always felt like, you know, when, because the university you have, like, if you get to work with a certain people and they work with certain people, they'll just kind of pass it on and it'll help you really reach more if you're able to share, you know, on a regular basis, what's, um, what's happening and occurring. So I would, I would definitely say, and a lot of what I talk about is about relationships, right? So yeah, so that's, that's ultimately, I think my takeaway of, and what I've learned at the university is having, um, having a broad perspective and not, not just losing, not just being really focused on one thing and just really seeing, even if you're, if it's not your discipline, or if it's not your um, area of expertise or, or subject, that um, there's always something that will help help connect you or get it more connected. Yeah, these are definitely very important advice, and I hope maybe we can document them so that it's yeah. up on our drive somewhere for yeah. upcoming future <laughs> professionals. Um, with that level of you know expertise and lessons and your work and all the work that you've been doing over your lifetime what advice would you yeah. give students and upcoming up and coming young people about the space of environmentalism and sustainability what about the future of environmental professionalism are you most excited about and you want young people to know about i would say when when you're uh, you you may not have don't give up. So I would say first thing, don't give up. If you're looking for an environmental a, a role, um, professional role within the environmental field, and you don't get it right away, don't give up. Incorporate that into where where you do end up. You know, if you're doing um, something like you're, maybe you're programming, like computer programming, you really wanted to be in sustainability. It, it, you may think it's different, but there's a lot of there's a, a lot of personal accountability you can bring to the job um, on sustainability. You can make that part of your um, team building, you know, get a, getting other people involved. I say that because these are, when I, since being at the university, I've spoken with a lot of students for career advice and, and usually when people are graduating and whatnot. My, my personal experience was not getting into the role that I initially wanted. Um, I ended up going into a private sector job, that's not what I wanted. Um, but it ended up, I ended up getting to where I wanted to be um, and really looking at some of the skill set that I was able to develop and applying that to where I ended up wanting to be. In the environmental field, there's a lot more need for cross um, kind of multidisciplinary experience. So don't get, don't get discouraged if you don't think it exists, because I think there's still a lot of discovery happening with some of the work. Um, you know, look at our university, there's just groundbreaking research going on. It's opening up a lot of a lot of doors. And I would say always, you know, follow where you think you would would excel and what you like to do. Um, I think that's a, a piece that we often forget. Like we have a sense of urgency. We want to do something, we want to make a difference. But if you don't like analyzing information and, and you take a job as a data analyst, I don't think you'll last that long. Um, so just remember to be true to where you really wanna be. Um, and maybe that can be combined with some sort of, you know, right. more outward facing role. Um, and, and I think that encouragement is something that you want to keep. I personally like to look at things that have worked so you know look at 
research things that you think are would be cool, even though you don't think it's related to your job. I, don't, I can't think of an example right now, but if you think this, you know, this cool backpack, like how did they make that? And you just start getting into it. Sometimes mm -hmm. you just discover some great, you know, resources and organizations out there that you didn't even know about, you know? Mm -hmm. um, I yeah. didn't know I was interested in plant-based shoes. I, but there's a whole company out there making shoes out of plant-based material. Mm -hmm. um, so um, I'm, I, yeah, I'm just kind of thinking through some of the conversations I've had with um, students when they ask about career advice. Um, and then within the environmental field to not just think about and to never forget the people and animals too. I mean, that's kind mm -hmm. of the other, um, you know, environmental and the conservation spaces, especially when looking at environmental degradation and mm -hmm. um, looking at species, you know, impact to species and communities, especially when, um, you know, kind of agrarian communities have a lot more reliance on um, mm -hmm. on their ecosystems and then how it's being impacted through because of social socioeconomic forces is to mm -hmm. not lose sight even in our own here in the northwest I mean are we are we creating corridors that's going to you know create those spaces so that we're not depleting where mm -hmm. you know ecosystems and we need we we need to continue to have that thrive and so mm -hmm. I would say um, maybe also look at things that you, you may not even consider, like mm -hmm. as a marine biologist, maybe look into like your city planning, you know, that, that could be an area. Right. Um, yeah. So, oh yeah. 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 On top of, on, on top of that discouragement and the kind of the, um, lacking of like clarity of professionalism I think a lot mm -hmm. of times young people don't even know that there's such thing as environmental professionalism like people I genuinely mm -hmm. my experience there's just not known fact like even like studying for example food it's like people look at you and you're like what are you going to do with that <laughs> you know and, yeah. and part of my understanding and, and um, excitement for the future is that this area of professionalism is growing and ultimately um, vastly needed in this time and era. Yes, yes. And it's exciting. It's really exciting. That's what, well, yeah, very well said. And I think that's, that's what's gonna help solve some of these issues. And, and then my, my hope, my hope and encouragement is probably having worked with students for these past decades, it makes me feel good. It makes me feel good seeing you up and coming leaders mm -hmm. continue to drive this conversation forward and actually maybe more, be more action oriented. Mm -hmm. um, so that's what gives me hope. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> definitely. Yeah, I think, yeah, I've been really thinking about like the, the ways in which like young generation and like the, in many um, traditions, the ways in which like the the stories of birth and children and like the younger generation being an act of, of um, that then they themselves existing, then being an act of resilience and resistance, because it's like mm -hmm. saying like, we're here, we're, we're going to live and yeah. um, we're going to do something about yeah. the life that we have and take care of the earth. Yes. Yes. That's right. That's absolutely right. Yeah, and it's, you know, it's definitely has its ups and downs, but I think ultimately it's like, it's a, you know, it's a responsibility and I think a lot, everybody has it. I totally agree with that. I totally agree with that. Uh, kind of moving on, and I, I haven't disclosed this information yet, but uh, Claudia is proudly graduating from the UW Sustainability and moving to great um I want to say better but one definitely because I don't know how great the next I'm sure she's going to do great but definitely moving on to greater and better things uh hopefully and um so before you go I just want to ask you where do you envision the programs of UW Sustainability and CSF go and where do, where do you yeah. hope to see them go as you uh, graduate from the space and look back years later. 
Yes, I, I am so happy. I'm, first of all, thank you very much. And I'm going to be a proud UW Sustainability alum. Um, moving into a, a new chapter of my career in sustainability consultancy um, with a uh, woman-owned small business. Um, I think the, the, the path I see sustainability and campus sustainability fund actually having, I kind of started thinking and talking about it two questions ago is um, having more of a, a partnership, you know, being able mm -hmm. to do more to get, do more together, if you will. Um, so, um, with, you know, sustainable, the sustainability office is within UW facilities. And I think there's a lot of really cool things that could happen as a result of that, um, being mm -hmm. able to have direct, you know, like through the CSF and student involvement, actually have even more of a direct connection with mm -hmm. impacting how we build and, um, change our space, our physical space on campus. So it's less of like, here's an idea, and then mm -hmm. here's a department, you know, two, two departments down that can make it happen. But now it's just like, actually, nope, we're actually within facilities. You know, if there's a, a new technology, I feel like there's even better, better opportunity to, to test that with the CSF because the CSF is all about innovating and you know, mm -hmm. doing, not doing the same thing, but actually testing things out, right? New things out. So I have, I see that partnership really coming together a little bit more. Um, and then also the work on equity, looking at our, what we set out in our sustainability action plan, like actually like doing more mm -hmm. on it, like the, the grant types, you know, how we, the projects, how projects are put together. Um, mm -hmm looking at ways to create a, a more like less separate sustainability impact but it's like looking at it just from a I would I don't know if I have to make up something but you know something innovative like equity and um, resilience you know kind of an equity and resilience type of um, development and, and new area that the sustainability office and um, the CSF could do more together on because there's there's a lot that I think we could probably anticipate happening on that on that front but that's my crystal ball um, maybe <laughs> we have to talk in again in a year and see really how yeah what happens. <laughs> yeah um, and I, I definitely see that happening as well and I hope that like as you said things are more uh, action oriented rather than planning oriented um, yeah and that I definitely see a potential for that. I think it's, yeah. it's, I think it's important to remember that, you know, the CSF, the sustainability or any other like uh, um, program that exists for social wellness and environmental wellness has come yeah. so far. And so yeah. we're only going to get farther. So that, yeah. that's hopeful note. And we, you briefly mentioned about your new position at the IOS, ISOS group. Uh, mm -hmm. If you would don't mind, we'd love to yeah. hear a bit more about your future endeavors and what you're looking forward to accomplishing, both with your new position as well as just in your general outside of workspace. Yeah, um, thank you for giving me the opportunity to, to talk about it. Um, the ISOS group is a consultancy that helps organizations, um, large and small, uh, really look at its operations to report on what matters. Um, it is often referred to as materiality. Um, and so for organizations, say you're a company, you're, you have investors and you want to disclose what you're doing so that you're a good investment, um, ISOS Group would help put together the, the data collection and facilitate that process of helping um, with non-financial disclosures. So my role will be, as, as I just join and, and really start, it's gonna evolve, um, will really be to help work with organizations in that process um, and providing the, um, the, the project management uh, support in order to um, help them put together their plan of action, if you will. So, mm -hmm. you know, not, not 
completely different from the responsibilities I've held at the university. Um, mm -hmm. It will be different in that it will uh, work with many organizations in different shapes and sizes. And um, it's, you know, I, it's exciting. Well, unfortunately there's a need for it because things are getting, not getting better from, from our, you know, climate challenges. Um, but it's, I think an area that um, ha has been a, um, a passion of mine, just, you know, really looking at where to dial in and, and hone in on areas that need help and being able to provide that um, similar to my role at the university, you know, being able to be a sounding board, providing, you know, advice and recommendations and really working hands-on with organizations to, to help them do, do something <laughs> with regard to their environmental performance and social as well as how they operate. And ultimately I do that because, you know, the people that they're employing or the people that they're impacting or the agricultural sector and the, the animals, the farms, the, um, you know, customers, they're, they're kind of like me and you. So mm -hmm. I kind of feel like it's full circle. Mm -hmm. So Yeah. Uh, yeah, there's no doubt in my mind, you're going to do some wonderful and important work as you are graduating and becoming an, a proud alum. And I, you know, we wish you nothing but the best and it's, you're just so generous that you're willing to stay in touch and hopefully um, we will come back in years time and think and see where the CSF is because I'm also, as you know, graduating soon. So it's kind of a very similar situation I'd, I'd say about where we're going, where you're going and where the new things that you're about to learn because as you said, you're working with so many different groups and that's mm -hmm. so much learning. Um, and I know that it's, you're gonna be um, experiencing some important and fun adventures um, <laughs> in the work of sustainability. And um, as we're wrapping up here, is there anything else that you'd like to leave with the, the listeners today? I, I would, um, I would just want to say thank you very much for your time, um, your time and thought for the conversation. It's an honor. It really is an honor. This has been one of my, I would say, privileges to have worked with the Campus Sustainability Fund. I, I will not have the same type of job opportunity. <laughs> I could tell you that um, anywhere I go. It's been one of the most um, creative and exciting uh, aspects of the job that I've had is seeing the Campus Sustainability Fund grow, uh, how it got started and what it does and all the projects that it's had. Um, so pretty, pretty wonderful. And I feel really lucky. I feel really lucky to have been here. I, I would love to see, um, check in you know, with you in like a year or two, five year even, a reunion, five year reunion, yeah. right? And, um, and see the continued growth and impact um, not just on the, you know, program, but really the impact. If you look mm -hmm. at it, at the CSF and all the projects that it's funded from, you know, biodiversity to renewable energy to learning spaces, um, solar. Oh my goodness, there's a lot there, yeah. and and I have no doubt that I'll continue to be that. I think it's going to be a beacon of light. I really mm -hmm. do continue to be a beacon of light and hope yeah most definitely yes yeah definitely uh that reunion we'll have to poke yeah. at ESF leadership in, in a couple of years and be like hey yeah. <laughs> uh, if not over zoom it'll be easier maybe that there you go there you go that's always <laughs> been the problem but Thank you so much, Claudia, for joining in today. I'm, I had a wonderful time talking to you and learning from you and as well as not today, just in general. Um, yeah. And I hope the listeners also enjoyed. Um, yeah. Thank you. Bye. Thank you. All right. Thank you so much for listening. Claudia and I had a wonderful conversation today. And I hope you also enjoyed our conversation and you took away something important from it. You can reach out to us uh, by visiting our website at csf.uw.edu 
or you can reach out to me via my email, uwcsf at uw.edu. Tune in next episode. We have a very special guest coming into our podcast and we'll be really discovering some more exciting stories and information regarding sustainability and environmentalism at the UW, as well as make sure to follow us on our social medias. We'll have everything linked um, on the website about our Instagram, our website, Facebook, and Twitter. Those are really wonderful places to check us out so that you're informed and you stay tuned about upcoming um, important information, opportunities, and ability to, to connect with us as well. Thank you.